Welcome to 5.5, the show where we watch 5.5 rated movies from imdb.com and visit the side streets of Hollywood so we can give you reviews of hidden gems or terrible movies you should stay away from. So ready your popcorn, lean back and enjoy the show. You're listening to 5.5. Welcome back to 5.5, the show where we review 5.5 rated movies. Uh, that's what we do. I'm joined by Amanda, as usual. Hey, Marty. And Tom, as well. Hey, Amanda. And Marty. Wait, what? Hi, Tom. <laughs> and uh, the show notes also state that we have Lauren on the show as well this week. No, they we don't. don't. No, we don't. No, they deleted it. Oh, oh. Or this week. Not, it, not it's a monthly show. Absolutely. It's a monthly show. Oh, it's a month. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm used to doing a weekly show. That's why I said this week. Anyway, it's just the three of us, but it will still be good. We watch the movie, and uh, yeah, that's what we do. We watch it, and we talk about it. That's, that's what we're here for. And we drink? Of course. We drink. We talk. We watch. That's we what smoke. we do. We don't do that. We don't? We don't smoke. We don't, don't smoke. smoke. Oh. Not anymore. <laughs> so how you guys been since the last time everything good over there in in the northern irish oh it's sweet it's sweet dude totally. we're not we're not sweet? talking about that movie this this month guys oh oh we're not <laughs> oh no. dude i thought dude. it was that good that we were just gonna do it again <laughs> all no, over sorry. again no that that ship has okay. has well sailed i thought sailed we were just gonna far, far we were just away. gonna try it without lauren and see if we would get a different result no it probably would be a different result. It would definitely be far less sexy. Well, that's true. That's very yeah. true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the last few times we've actually had uh, comedies. We've seen a lot of comedies. So we thought, why not check things up a little bit and choose something else? So we chose a comedy, uh, an action movie instead. Uh, so uh, let's, uh, let's find out what we watched. Uh, lights, camera, action. It's time for the synopsis. This month on 5.5, we watched Pompeii. A slave turned gladiator finds himself in a race against time to save his true love, who has been betrothed to a corrupt Roman senator. As Mount Vesuvius erupts, he must fight to save his beloved as Pompeii crumbles around him. That's it. Pompeii. Uh, a movie that's... Uh... A disaster movie, a love story. All rolled into one. <laughs> Potentially, you could take the uh, definition of disaster movie... In many different ways, which I'm sure we will get into. Oh, yes. Uh, I think uh, we shouldn't wait too long. Let's just jump straight into the one-sentence reviews. It's the one-sentence review! Jon Snow and Mr. Echo are the oiliest bromance of the Roman Empire. The showdown we've all been waiting for. Jon Snow versus Jack Bauer. Loads of celebrity actors and actresses gladiated up and could probably use some. Winter is coming. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's the one sentence we've used. I, I, this is promising. Um, I, I feel like uh, everybody seems upbeat about this movie. Well, there was certainly an awful lot to talk about. <laughs> Let's not uh, let's not wait too long, then. But let's uh, let's take a look at the actors and the uh, and the crew, 
before we get into talking about the movie. It's time to meet the crew. Pompeii was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. He was most well-known for Resident Evil and AVP, Alien vs. Predator. Which is a 5.6! Alien vs. Predator It's a little bit too good for us. Uh. <laughs> I really like when we look at what the director has done and, and see if they've made any other 5.5s because there has been a bit of a notable trend in the films we've looked at and directors pumping out a few 5.5 but Alien vs. Predator is just out of our bracket so we'll, we'll, we'll not be taking a look at that. What a shame. <laughs> Tom and I have just started watching the Alien movies for the first time. So um, it would have been fine. It would have just fit, fit in our flow. Would it though? I, I would say just skip it. It's all right. Don't don't mind it too much. I don't think it's too. I don't know. I think they kind of made it canon or something afterwards. But I don't really think it's it's it. I don't know. Just don't. It's so what fine. you're just saying, Marty, is is don't watch Alien vs Predator. Just it's a waste of time. I would say. Well, I don't know. I don't I don't have fond memories of it. I think they should actually probably just have stopped after the first two alien movies and called it there because it, the rest of them is sort of just yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we're not not go here to talk about alien movies. I think we have loads of other stuff we want to talk about. Um but yeah, Resident Evil, uh Tom, I think you liked it, right? Um I can't really remember it too well. I just know it's a franchise now that's just yeah, it's there. <laughs> I think I've only seen the first three, and I particularly like the first one. I remember when I first watched it, I ended up watching it multiple times, which is quite rare for me and movies. I don't generally mm. tend to go back that often unless it's Lord of the Rings. But yeah, I was uh, quite a fan of The Resident Evil. Fair enough. I can't really remember it, so I'm, I'm not really sure uh, if I liked it or not. I think I was not too impressed with it, but thought it was all right. Classic, classic case have... of video game movie, really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's jump into some actors. We have, if people haven't figured out yet, Kit Harrington, uh, also known as uh, Jon Snow, King of the North, uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Um, that's he's Mr. Also been... Targaryen to you now. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's sorry. Sorry. Spoilers, that's, uh... guys. Spoilers. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kit Harrington in a movie at the moment is kind of odd for me because I see Jon Snow. I don't really see anyone else at him as him as anyone else at the moment. It's because he's never really been in anything else notable. Well, he, I mean, he has he was in the BBC series Spooks. He's also in Silent Hill, but he has like the Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe kind of syndrome. It's just whenever you see him, you just see Lord Commander. <laughs> Jon Snow, we salute you. And uh, that's that's it. I mean, when did actually Pompeii came out in 2014. So where was that in regards to the kind of Game of Thrones it, it, timeline? It, it was it was during Game of Thrones. I remember this coming out and, and being like, oh, that's that that's Jon Snow <laughs> on Pompeii. Four? Yeah, something like that. The Game of Thrones started in 2011, so it could have been around season three. Sounds about right. I remember I recognized him in in the trailer. And I was like, oh, that's that's Jon Snow. And in Pompeii, he plays uh, a slave called Milo, which, if you remember, is also the name of our most favorite character from the Bounty Hunter. So uh, that is correct. Connections. Maybe, I like maybe that. Milo is uh, a name of 5.5 movies. Not too sure. 5.5 name, a cursed name, all blessed, some might say. I don't know. Well, he was also called Kelt at the start of this film, wasn't he? Well, he was called Kelt because he was a Kelt. Yeah, and 
Amanda actually raised a good point while we watched this on the sofa that I was going, did, did they call him? You, I don't know if you have to point this out. I was like, did they call him cunt? And uh, she's like, no, no, they call him Kelt. And then she's like, it's kind of like Kit though. So it's like Kelt, Cunt, Kit. Yeah. So it was very, very, I, I, it was very similar I, connections. Actually, actually, one of the gladiators call him Kit at some point, like with a D. Hey, Kit. But it sounded oh, like Kit. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. That's and I was like, hey, that's, that's his actual name. Is that an error? Or, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you've watched Game of Thrones, your mind is corrupted somewhat while watching this film that it's hard to kind of shake that mindset isn't it <laughs> mm. yeah 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 totally up next we have emily browning who starred in sucker punch as baby doll she's also in the american god series which is uh, doing fairly well right now and she also played violet in a series of unfortunate events the movie with jim carrey that girl just never grows up jesus christ she looks so young she looks exactly she, like she did 10 years ago or 10, yeah. 10 years before in the series of fortune events yeah it's crazy and i i, I have my issue with with her is that she always looks so so young and plays roles where she's not supposed like this one uh, she's not that young as as she portrays and it kind of takes me out a little bit of 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 the movie and i have the same issue with american gods it, it feels a little bit odd to see her because she just looks so extremely young it's it's unreal she plays cassia in pompeii and cassia is the daughter of a noble family in pompeii uh presumably it is the the like the the mayoral family except i don't think pompeii had mayors but like the daughter of the mayor and obviously she plays milo's love interest because What's love got to do with a disaster movie? But what's love got to do with it? <laughs> hey, there always has to be a love story in a disaster film. For once, I'd like to see a disaster film that's just a freaking disaster film. <laughs> anyway, we we also have another well-known actress. That's Carrie Ann Moss, who is the mother to Cassia and. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss has the same thing for me that I see her as Trinity all the time. Uh, I have a, and that's in everything she's in as well. I'm I'm having a hard time seeing that actress as something else. The Matrix is probably my favorite movie of all times, and I've seen it like fifty times or something like that. So maybe that's that doesn't help as well uh, with me seeing her in other roles. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's my issue with her. But I actually see I see her as more of. Uh... Jerry Hogarth from Jessica Jones mm. now. It's just because that's been a more recent viewing to my life. The Matrix mm. is... It's hard to believe how long ago The Matrix was. And that yeah, it's played out... 18 years ago. Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> Don't say the numbers. <laughs> wow, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's from 1999. I, I'm a big Matrix buff. I know all the quotes as well, so... so... Don't challenge me. Shame it's not a five point five. <laughs> exactly. You would have been shame. Well, I actually, right I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy that it's not a five point five. Actually, it deserves five point six. Okay, moving on, and I think I've drawn the short straw here, but we have Adam Wall. Uh, Sorry. Stop it. We have Adawali Akinuya Agbahi. Show off. Oh, there, there we Show go. Show off. <laughs> he plays. Uh, the absolutely beautiful North African slave of Atticus. And you may know him uh, from my favorite role he's ever been is Mr. Echo from Lost. Mr. Echo. Mr. Echo, uh, <laughs> where he is beautiful and spiritual. Sorry, somebody else want to take over the rest of the movies there? I'm, I'm distracted. 
You're distracted by <laughs> you're at, Mr. Echo, or you're looking at, uh, on pictures. Yep. Very professional. He's also in Four, The Dark World, and he makes an appearance in The Born Identity. So he's he's done mm -hmm. a few, a few relatively big films, but like Amanda says, probably most well known for that that role. I in don't Lost. actually think that's his most well known role. He was quite big in Oz back in the uh, late nineties. All right. I won't argue that. I won't argue that. <laughs> Next up, we have Jared Harris, who is uh, Cassia's dad. What was this? This was the sort of mayor, sort of. Yeah, the guy who, who will just say was the mayor. The yeah, mayor. exactly. The mayor of Pompeii. Uh, he, he's also in the Expanse, and uh, which I've been watching recently. So I was like, hey, that's the guy from. No, in the beginning, I couldn't remember. I was like, I've seen this guy before, and then I realized, oh yeah, it's from the Expanse. Uh, but he's also uh, in the Sherlock Holmes. He's from Professor James Moriarty, um, which is a, a pretty good role as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, starring alongside Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Pretty good actor. I like him. Pretty, pretty good actor. Pretty poor decision making as the mayor of Pompeii, if that's what we're calling him. But I'm sure we'll get into that a bit later. <laughs> and uh, finally, we have. I'm just gonna steal them all from me, you know. Oh, okay, just... go ahead. Jeez, it's fine. I'm not even needed. I'm not even needed. It's okay. <laughs> Marty, Routing... why don't you introduce this one? Okay. <laughs> Lastly, we have. Routing this off. <laughs> God, I hate you guys. <laughs> don't even know how to do a podcast with you. Routing this off, we've got Kiefer Sutherland. Who's in 24, Mirrors, Phone Booth, and I also yeah, have to 24 slip. is fine, 24 is fine. I have to slip in this <laughs> last I've one. Never heard Stand of by it. me, stand by me. Alright, alright. 24, uh, this is Jack Bauer, seriously, he can't play any other roles. Um, it's Jack you know. Bauer with a freaking ridiculous accent. Hideous. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, that was so annoying. Even, even to me it was annoying, oh god. Um, but yeah, uh, Kiva Sutherland, he's Jack Bauer. I, I can't see him as anything. He's else. bad That's Bauer. So... Ba if Jack Bauer yeah. took the purple mushroom, <laughs> this is what this is what would happen. Just... He's, he's back Jauer. So yeah, That's but I mean, it, it's a pretty for for this sort of movie. I guess it's a, it's a pretty impressive cast of all, right? I mean, there's the, quite a few well known, uh, quite a few upcoming as well. It's a overall pretty decent cast. I might actually say that that might have been part of the movie's downfall because we knew them all from other roles so we couldn't actually mm. believe them in what they're playing maybe maybe that's, a, that's a, a really good point and since we already did since you already did sort of start us up let's jump into talking about the movie what do we think about that then so yeah you didn't find it believable then this this whole movie about volcanoes um there were parts of it like actually historically it was pretty well done um in terms of like at the beginning they had quotes from from Pliny the Younger who actually witnessed the the eruption um and I was reading that this movie is actually quite loosely based on the real events that he had written about um and scientists said that it, it's pretty accurate in terms of events but 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 <laughs> yeah i mean it, it looked pretty good as well it, it, it i think it had all the qualities for for an action flick um sort of movie uh, it, it looked good it had a little bit of action here and there and and, and a superficial sort of romance as well so uh, it had it had everything for an action flick right i don't know if you watched the trailer for this movie marty because i know me and amanda did i'm watching the trailer mm. it felt like it was 
Jon Snow's alternative story if he'd grown up in Essos instead of <laughs> Westeros. <laughs> if Pretty he'd, much. If he'd been shipped off over there, this 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 could have just been a trailer for an alternative universe for uh, Jon Snow. I don't know. I'm trying to stay away from talking about Game of Thrones because there's just there was a couple of moments in the film where I just thought of things that happened in Game of Thrones and it just made me think about it so much and I was trying not to I was trying so hard but uh, for example there was there was one moment in uh, when they're in the gladiatorial arena and they're all him and Atticus Atticus yes are making their final stand and they're, they're standing on like this rock in the middle and the, the the uh, Roman soldiers are coming towards them and I'm just sitting there going, oh, I hope the dragon turns up soon to rescue them. <laughs> he actually said well, it out loud. He's like, where's the dragons? Well, we have, you don't you don't need dragons when you have a big volcano. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Next thing, uh, Kit, Kit Harrington's picking up a spear and I'm going, oh, it's just too many, too many flashbacks from... Uh, yeah. This and the do, recent do you, season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> do you actually think that it would have been better to watch this movie right when it came out in, in those sort of terms where you don't have a lot of... I mean, yeah, sure, Game of Thrones are still on the rise back then, but it wasn't probably as big as, as it is now. Do you think it would have been better to watch it back then, then? No. No. Nope. No. Probably I, I think I think those little connections that I made by watching this kept me very much entertained and <laughs> got me through this got me through this journey, this journey that uh, we all went on today. So I'm going to say, at the start of the film, we have a scene with a young Milo, or Milo, or whatever we're going to call him, uh, a young a young Kit. And I have to say, <laughs> he witnessed some terrible things with his, with his family being butchered, and that's when we got the introduction of Kiefer Sutherland's character, Corvus, who was like the head of the one that led the charge to, to slaughter Milo's family. But have to say, Milo's uh, feigned death at the start of the film, I was very impressed by that. As a as a World of Warcraft player and uh, <laughs> a hunter player, I can always appreciate a, a well-placed feigned death, and he, he definitely got away from uh, the clutches of uh, Corvus at, at that situation. And from there, we... <laughs> we, we uh, we kind of get our our first scenes uh, of uh, Kit Harrington, and he he gets moved from I think he's in London or England at least, and they they want him to Londinium. send Londinium, Londinium, whatever it's called, yeah, <laughs> Britannia, and they're like, oh no, we gotta send him off. He's too good of a fighter in these gladiatorial pits. Let's send him off to Pompeii. So they're rolling into Pompeii. That's great, great uh, kind of shot of Mount Vesuvius in the background and. I actually quite like the initial scenes of them switching between uh, Milo's uh, life in slavery and Cassia's life, it, like the high life she has. I think it didn't last very long, but just they were, they were uh, transitioning between the two scenes to give a bit of depth to Milo's life and Cassia's life. But it, it, it didn't really go on long enough before before the film kind of took hold and, and took a a bit of a strange direction. <laughs> Is that strange direction when uh, they had to bring the slaves out for all the ladies to bid on them for the evening? Uh, that that could very well be the <laughs> very start of the change of direction that started making me question this movie. <laughs> have, have you guys never seen Spartacus, the TV series? Because that's 
it portrays the lives of gladiators and, and these sort of things was exactly what happened that the gladiators when they were in fighting they were they were uh, you could bid on them for well the rich could bid on them for 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 parties and stuff to yep have have their way with them so to the, the so to speak yeah i know it's historically accurate it was just a bit that was a way to get milu in that situation and also have the scene where they're marching him through the streets leading him up to this uh, extravagant uh, villa to to be bid on but he has a a moment passing with uh, Corvus who he discovers uh, is still alive and it only looks like about 24 hours has passed since uh, Corvus murdered his family and now Milo is a fully grown man that's that's how they just set up the the kind of plot that you knew these guys you knew these guys were going to face off at the end it, it, if, if it was one thing it was there was so many predictable very very predictable moments in this film that mm. you were constantly going oh the the rich guy is getting on the ship uh, well he's dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think this movie overall everything is just so predictable uh to be fair uh i don't i, I wasn't surprised about anything maybe maybe the ending but uh, let's save that for for the ending a few minutes Let's save the ending for the ending. But yeah, besides that, I think everything was pretty pretty straightforward, right? Yeah, nothing was really surprising. I kept referring to uh, to Milo or Milo as, as the horse whisperer through the whole movie. Because mm. he just has such a, a way with horses, you know? Yeah, he, he could ride before he could walk. As as you do, as you do. Mm. I think I yeah. think the, the start of the, the weirdness for me was just after the bidding scene where... Emil does go into the stable to try and calm down this horse that's been agitated by the rumbles of my Vesuvius. And this this scene where he's just he's he's mounted the horse and he's reaching out to Cassia to to take her on the horse and they escape from uh, Pompeii. They're riding uh, through the the fields and I'm just going, why? This is so this mm. is so stupid. This is so pointless. And then it made no sense. They get out there and then Milo's like, ah, we act, we probably should go back actually. And it's like, mm, yeah. What was the point? It's like, mm. no, that was really, really poorly executed. That part of the story, it, for me, it, I was. Oh, that oh that part of the story. All right. To be honest, I, I had I had been pretty uh, understanding up to that point. I was I was willing to give it the benefit mm, of the doubt. Yeah. But once that bit happened, it Good just yeah. all kind of collapsed a little bit. Just like just like the ground around Pompeii, it just caved in mm. into boiling water. <laughs> slowly collapsed so i i thought that it was pretty uh quick as well that cassius um was in love with milo mm. immediately yeah like she was she told her her friend i felt safe with him you were with him on a running horse for two seconds like how and and <laughs> and he was just like oh but she 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 didn't fall off so well, she was that's, safe that's what it is isn't it and and, and the conversation so they had before that was uh milo saying that you know, there's there's Romans everywhere. My father would have killed you all. And the time before mm -hmm. that, he was uh, snapping a horse's neck. So you know, I feel pretty <laughs> safe with this guy. I really yeah. do. Yeah. It was his oily abs. I would have felt safe <laughs> with him too. But I, I think that's kind of like everything in in this movie. I mean, the writing overall is not on its highest. In this movie, let's just put it that way. I mean, even the characters don't really. 
they don't really change. They don't really learn anything from this experience. They they are on the they, they are in the exact mentally in the exact same spot they were when the movie began and when the movie ends. I think the only character that moves himself a little bit is uh, uh, Atticus, who is actually becoming a free man in the end and, and kind of re- sort of just frees himself from, from slavery for how long it, it might last. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think all the other characters are just... They're, they're just there. They're puppets. They don't really move anywhere. You're right. Can I briefly talk about my favorite character? Of yes, this entire film. Your favorite okay, so I'm just going to set character. the scene. We've uh, we're having the big event in the gladiatorial arena. The mayor, as we're calling him, has uh, been alerted to some potential unstableness of the the surrounding building to the the entire uh, gladiatorial arena, and we're going. Well, that's you know, he's just like, nope, I don't care. It's on me. Whatever happens, we're like, okay, that's that's a bad choice. We all know how that's going to end, but. Then we have this kind of ridiculous fight where all the the slaves are chained up and they have to fight against this Roman army. They get through that and then we've got uh, Corvus chirping on on, on, about grapes and uh, marrying Cassia. And it's just like, oh, this this is so dumb. This is so dumb. It's just it's getting a bit boring. I, I just don't really know what the whole point of this. And then my favorite character. Mount Vesuvius is all like, fuck this shit. We're going to blow everyone up because we're tired of this story. We're just going to throw a load of hot ash over. We're just going to burn this place. We're going to, we're just going to totally change the story now. We're done with this. It's bullshit. We're just going to wipe out this place. But Corvus is all like, hey, check out the volcano. I told it to do that. Volcano, you my friend. <laughs> so your favorite character is the volcano? Is that what you're saying? Well, my he- my it, favorite it character. Does end the movie for us, my so. favorite character is Charlie Gary Isaac, Mister CGI. Awesome. Mount Vesuvius. Oh, so, so it was the volcano. <laughs> yeah. I was so confused there. CGI. Like, right, CGI. Enough. I just gave it a name. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, well. Okay. Fair enough. Good point. Good on you. Um, let's talk about the ending real quick, and then get out. Get the well, out of here. Also, um, the fact that oh. the, a volcano eruption wasn't enough, we have to throw a tsunami in there as well, just just for good measure. Yes, yeah, sure. The tsunami you know, probably didn't actually happen. Uh, probably <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't and, happen. And big massive fireballs. They're uh, they're not characteristic of a volcano eruption, and certainly not Mount Vesuvius one. No, I, I don't think we should take take this movie too. Uh, but everything else was actually fairly historically accurate, according to scientists and historians. Yes, even the handshakes. Mm, so, so fifty percent of the movie was was correct, and the other fifty percent was CGI. All right. Uh, <laughs> sorry. The ending. Um, you know that joke where you say when you want to fake spoil a movie for people, uh, and you tell them, "Well, in the end, everybody dies." It's so soothing for this movie because. Everybody dies. Everyone. <laughs> except my favorite character. Like, my favorite character was still except alive. Except your, yeah, your favorite. That's good. That's a good point. No, so I'm just kind of like thinking. All right. Uh, so this whole story is so pointless because nobody survived. So all the actions that we've seen throughout the whole movie doesn't matter at all because regardless of what you have done, you would die anyway. Everybody died. What's the point? What? Why did I spend? Why did I spend one hour and forty-five minutes, and even fell asleep during the movie, so I had to rewatch the last twenty minutes, uh, for for nothing? I'm so disappointed. Oh. 
The thing that annoyed me so much towards the end is that everybody just wanted to keep killing each other instead of run away from the big fucking volcano <laughs> that was exploding. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be better if you got away from the volcano and then killed each other? Like, at least there would be some chance of survival. But no, no, they have to fucking fight. Fight for this, fight for that. Assholes. <laughs> so stupid. Well, I think it was it was a, a symbol of sometimes, no matter how far you run, it's going to get you. Mount Vesuvius is going to get you. And I think probably <laughs> the most iconic part of just the the ending was probably Atticus's, like like you mentioned, Marty, is his ascension to freedom. Like he he was he was taken by the mountain, but ultimately he was freed by it as well. And that was probably the the most symbolic kind of thing I could have took from the ending. And to be honest, I actually didn't expect Milo and Cassia to... I, I expect them to make it out. I thought they're going to make it out. They're going to be okay. And when they just got to the point where they're, they knew they weren't going to outrun it, I, I felt a bit a bit like uh, I'd been Rogue One, like in uh, Star Wars, just... Yeah, but in Rogue One, they actually do something. They get the plans and... and, and give them to the next person who then got out and then they died so they actually managed they they managed to do something that pushes um, that carries a meaning to the You're story but in point. this one they saved the horse at the end a... they saved the horse <laughs> they saved the horse hooray and who knows what message that horse was carrying maybe that horse was carrying the plans to the death For star the death <laughs> I just, I really hope so, but if that's the case, then they did a really poor job explaining that to me. <laughs> well, to be fair, they kept it historically accurate because nobody survived the Mount Vesuvius, so... Yeah, fair enough. Spoilers. It's, uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Spoilers <laughs> from the past. Fair enough. I think uh, it's time for, for... I think that Tom has something to ask us. Well... I have a quick quote question for you guys and there was a quote which is made in Batman The Dark Knight. Can you tell me what it was? I'm Batman. <laughs> That's it. You got it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? No. I don't know no, what that quote no. is. <laughs> me neither. Atticus says, why so serious when they're being inspected by the women at the villa? Also said by uh, the Joker. So there you go. Well, my my favorite quote of the entire movie was Milo saying to Atticus, "Can you feel it?" Ayo, I think uh, even though it's probably not needed, I think it's time for for some judgment. So let's uh, let's do that. It's time to meet your judgment. Stick, bump, or bust. So it's time, the time everybody is waiting for. Amanda, what do you think about this movie? Is it a stick? Is it a bump? Is it a bust? As much as those oily chests did it for me, I think I am going to bust Pompeii. Tom, it's a big question, but I know you have an answer. This movie, Pompeii, is it a stick? Is it a bump? Or is it a bust? For me, Pompeii is the very definition of a 5.5 rated movie. Therefore, I'm going to stick with its rating because it just, despite its extreme predictableness, the terrible accent of Kiefer Sutherland, the Game of Thrones 
uh, comparisons that I made was enough for me to be ultimately entertained to sit through this film and not even clock watch and actually it, it went by in great time for me so I was happy enough to, to stick this movie I sorry Tom I cannot help you there I was uh, that ending didn't do anything for me it's a bust I did not see that coming I did not see uh, <laughs> did not see. You, you busted that like Mount Vesuvius busted Pompeii Booyah! Yeah, exactly. Boom! Anyway, that's what we had for you this month. Uh, we, uh, we 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 busted Pompeii. We. It, well, I didn't. Well, majority, overall, majority, majority. Did oh, overall, yeah, it's it's a bust. Get out of here, Tom. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the next movie, we don't know what it is yet, but uh, since it's uh, the release date is around Halloween. I, I reckon we should watch a horror movie, maybe, if we can find a 5.5 horror movie. What do you guys say? 5.5 horror movie? Do they exist? I don't know. Let's let's find out. We have we have some time. Anyway, we have some iTunes reviews. Uh, well, at least some people who reviewed us on iTunes, right, Tom? We do, and we want to say thanks to iFly89, Jalanders, 35787-3246, great name, Jace, 1111111, the German one, and turn of phrases podcast thank you for your five star reviews and remember if you like what you hear here 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 why not leave your own review and tell us what you think about this show that would be amazing and uh, you you're listening you can participate in the conversation as well have you seen pompeii if you have what do you think of it tom where do people do that if they want to talk to us about this movie or any other movies yeah i mean not just pompeii check out our backlog and let us know what you think and also feel free to give us suggestions about 5.5 rated movies that you've watched and loved or hated we would be very grateful for that and you can check out our website over at 5.5.reviews or hit us up on twitter at 55 review and i think we're also on facebook at 55 review as well so we and have instagram oh and recently added instagram at 55 review there we go Anyway, that's what we had for you this month. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. Ciao for now. Bye. Bye. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.